0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get into the music. Today's show is brought to you in part by Jasper Guitar Company in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Jasper's superior build quality, combined with their patented device, delivers enhanced harmonic overtones and longer sustain. Make Jasper your go-to guitar. Find them at jasperguitarcompany.com. And now... Let's get into the music.
1: Well, hello, everyone. This is Rob, and welcome back to Into the Music. Jenna Kapitsky is my guest today, and boy, does she have a resume. She's a pianist, a drummer, a composer, and let's just say multi-instrumentalist. She has a pair of excellent EPs and a single, which are self-written piano pieces, which are beautifully performed and recorded. They're just brilliant. She's also gaining steam in the Nashville area as a touring drummer and is being recognized by some prestigious industry names and organizations. And so with that, here's Jenna Kapitsky. How are you doing today, Jenna?
2: Hi, Rob. Thank you so much for having me. And oh, my gosh, for the kind words. I really appreciate that. Oh,
1: you're welcome. More than deserved. I mean, I am just blown away by your accomplishments. I tell you, what you've accomplished so far in your life, I think a lot of people would say, boy, I wish I could have done that in my first 50 years, you know, so... Congrats on that. I mean, kudos.
2: Every single day, I'm learning new things. Um, When I teach my students, I'm aware of, you know, different learning styles and concepts that are relevant. So I'm just riding the wave, you know.
1: Oh, That's so cool to hear. First, let's get to know you a bit and your background. So when did you find you were first interested in music?
2: Sure. Well, I remember I went through a couple piano teachers when i was fairly young i have always loved music um ever since i was a baby pretty much my parents would tell me that you know keith urban would be playing on the tv and i'd like be crawling up there and standing up but if it was like another country artist i just would sit there with a blank stare and you know then eventually second grade rolled around and and in school you know y'all everyone's handed the djembe and you do these drum circles and, and all that sort of thing and um Eventually, I found a teacher that I I really liked. It was um, the pastor's wife. And I've been living in Appleton, Wisconsin, my whole life uh, up until recently. And later on, I joined this kind of school of rock type program, just downtown Appleton, the Appleton Rock School. And Mm -hmm. that was my first time collaborating with other kids, playing Mm -hmm. music with others just than myself and I was in of course jazz band and percussion in school and and all that sort of thing but this was more of a rock style you know kind of four chords exchanging solos um learning as you go type of thing and it wasn't until one of the drummers in one of those programs had broken his arm and the whole band was like shoot There goes our fall gigs. So I don't know what was going on through my mind, but I just said, you know, guys, I'm going to do it. I can just hop from keys over to drums. And I had never really played drum set uh, in my life. Uh, This was all before everything else in school. So um, I just remember hearing the beats that he would do and listening to the songs so many times that I I didn't even have to sit down and, and practice the beats. I just had it all in my mind. So I started going to the drum set during rehearsals and I guess it turned out to work pretty well. And people always ask me what instrument I enjoy better. Um, drums, 100%. It's just always made my heart the happiest. So from that point forward, I realized that I had, I guess, a talent for percussion. And I guess it ties into the piano pretty much because they're rhythmically um, very aligned. And a lot of people today, they see me play the piano. They're like, you're you're a drummer, aren't you? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yes, I am. So, of course, you know, going through high school, I was the lead snare in marching band. And, you know, I'd done orchestra and solo and ensemble and, you know, blah, blah, blah. All, all the things that the the kids are doing nowadays. And then it led to me wanting to further this passion in college where I studied music business. But, of course, um, I kept on with percussion studies at the university with um, steel band and also recording some projects for the orchestra and all that. So it kind of just was always building.
1: Now, I would consider you a multi-instrumentalist, and along with being a multi-instrumentalist, You're a composer on piano with two EPs and a single to your credit, uh, some of which we're going to play in a little bit. One of your goals is to be a piano composer for film scoring. What led to your wanting to do this?
2: You know, I really think that I've had an underlying interest in film scoring my whole life, but I just didn't recognize it until the last couple years. Growing up, I used to be a dancer for a number of years. Um, dance and soccer, those are my two things. And between the years, you know, summertime soccer, fall time dance, and just back and forth, back and forth. And I eventually kind of was, was burnt out and didn't really enjoy doing, you know, either of those anymore. However, you know, I was in the Nutcracker a number of times, and back then, they would give you these CDs, and you could, like, watch your performances. And all year long, I would go in our basement and dig out those dance CDs. My parents were like scratching their heads. Like, what's what's going on? This is, you know, July. Why does she want to listen to this Christmas music? And I'm looking back, I'm kind of putting it all together because I would rewatch that, you know, a million times, but I'd hum the music. I'd memorize all the movements and I'd joy all the instruments, you know, the clarinet section, you know, the solo cello movements and, you know, kind of put all those moving parts together. And as far as a lot of the entertainment and movies I watched, I mean, some of my favorite composers are, you know, Arnie Roth, who did a lot of the, um, you know, 12 Dancing Princesses, you know, movies and stuff like that. Jared Faber, who I've actually um, reached out to and um, talked to. He did Holly Hobby, which is another um children's you know show in episodes. The Land Before Time with those dinosaurs, you know James Horner, and I've actually gotten to meet some of my composer idols, um including George Winston, who thanked the Lord for Hyde music because that is where I got to meet him two times when they had him for some showcases and meet and greets and stuff. And um I guess it all kind of is piecing together because I would watch all of these movies over and over and over I just remember telling my parents again and all day I would listen but I I really think it was because of the music and I just haven't really pieced it together until you know of course now composing and my love for that I never really cared what I was watching I just always would listen to the music and try to interpret the deeper meanings you know
1: Mm mm-hmm Now, you mentioned George Winston, and uh, your compositions go very much along the lines of what he has done, but I think you've expanded on that a little bit more. Now, one of the things that I remember about George Winston was that he was very much influenced by Vince Guaraldi, and so do you hear that in your own playing i mean that that kind of seems to be with any musician where you look at who they were influenced by and then you look at who their influence was influenced by and you know so it's like you know dropping mm-hmm. a pebble in the water
2: yes something i remember george winston telling us at one of those clinics is that he never listened to the radio he did not want any influences from television or anywhere for the most part and i applaud him for that because i don't think i could just not listen to me. i mean the nature of my drumming career i mean i'm learning songs for these artists like all the time that is just what a you know god-given talent that george had and um you know i was so so devastated to hear of his passing a few months ago it's always been a dream of mine to open for him uh, on his concert series and all that. But um, I'll take it, you know, any day. The compliments that people have said that I have a, a similar sound. And of course, New Age, it's a broad spectrum of, you know, relaxation, meditation, um, a lot of subgenres in there. But I can definitely understand why they would compare the two of us. You know, I think it's an overwhelming compliment to even be in the same stratosphere as George Winston. And I'm, you know, I'm just so proud of, the life and legacy that he has left on for people like me to learn from and expand upon.
1: Yeah. Now, your debut EP is called Unheard Of, and that came out in 2018. And now the follow-up, Pride and Joy, dropped three years later in 2021. What did you notice about yourself as both a composer and pianist in that time between the two projects?
2: Well, it's really hard for me to listen to any of the tracks from Unheard Of because I just cringe all the way. I'm like, I should have done a longer pause here. Why did I use that sound for this tune? You know, a lot of the times I think, why don't I do like a re-recorded version of that album and expand upon it, add some percussion, you know, make it more lively and all that. But I definitely am going to keep the album up as is because it's good. It shows the growth that I have had, mm-hmm. you know, musically, you know, a lot of the compositions now I just sit down at the piano and they end up being, you know, seven to 12 minutes, um, sometimes even longer. So I definitely think that mentally I have, you know, matured in the uh, motifs and the formulas that I tend to write to. So, I was fairly young, though. I mean, I was composing years before I had even started recording those tracks. But I have a lot of ideas for the future with more um, orchestral components and adding strings and, you know, like I said, light percussion. So Studio Album 3 is going to be, I think, much different than the previous two.
1: Well, let's give a listen to a really beautiful track from the Pride and Joy EP, which is the second one. Folks, here's Jenna Kapitsky with Cascade. Jenna, that was brilliant. When you compose, is it something that you do all of the time, or is it? do you need to be in a certain zone, let's say?
2: It depends. It used to be only when I was just completely furious, angry, devastated, upset. Ironically enough, that has lifted a bit, and now I have a ton of ideas um, all the time. If there were more than 24 hours in a day, I would definitely have more time to sit down and dedicate time to just composing down these ideas. The keyboard that I have back home in Wisconsin with all of my um, ideas. I mean, there are hundreds and I don't even know what to name them anymore. They're like unfinished little compositions. Um, I just go through the alphabet. A, A2, a S4, a S5, I mean, there's just a ton of ideas, and I just, I'm enjoying um, the path that I'm on with um, drumming most recently, but I um, definitely feel like I have just endless ideas that I wish I had more time to finish nowadays.
1: Folks, I want to take a moment to tell you about Outlaw Drums. Michael Outlaw handcrafts some of the best-sounding as well as the best-looking drums on the market today. He's a master at finding reclaimed wood and making it into drum kits that will have the attention of your ears and your eyes. So check out Outlaw Drums today at OutlawDrums.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Plus, give a listen to the Outlaw Process podcast on your favorite streaming platform. Now, I'm guessing that both piano and drums, as you alluded to before, hold equal primacy for you. You've done a lot of drumming throughout Wisconsin with a number of acts covering a variety of genres. Now you're making a splash in Nashville. Compare the music cultures, if you would, in both areas, here up in Wisconsin with Nashville.
2: Oh, my. It's uh, vastly different. I love living here. There are so many events and gigs to pick up any day of the week, which is great. Pearl Drums are located here in Nashville, and they have certain events. Music City Drum Show, uh, something newer in the last few years uh, that's hosted here. Um, Jim Riley, a friend and mentor of mine, drummer of Rascal Flats and now drumming for um, Gary Lee Fox. You know, I was able to go to his house for a private lesson. Sometimes, you know, you're at a restaurant and you got to turn your head. you got to look twice because you notice Alice Cooper's musicians are sitting over there. It's great. And I definitely feel um, in my heart that it was definitely the right time and the right choice uh, to move here. But it's interesting, though, because a lot of Nashville musicians know of Appleton for the Mile of Music. Right. Definitely not everybody I've talked to, but a, a lot of them are like, oh, you're Wisconsin. Isn't that where that that festival is? And I usually think, oh, Summerfest. They're like, no, no, it's the other one, the smaller one. I was like, gotcha, the mile music. So I definitely can see similarities. I wasn't at this last mile, but I know the way that they lay out downtown with having um, thousands more people to walk on the street. It's It gives downtown Nashville vibes all the way. And I think that was intentional. So... Perhaps there will be more ties between the two in the future. I definitely feel, though, there are more opportunities to get gigs um, all year round down here.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, you recently were the touring drummer for Waylon Nihipali. And at the time of this recording, you're about to leave for Italy to be the drummer for the house band at the Montesi Nashville Indie Music Festival and you got to be excited for that.
2: Oh, for sure.
1: Tell us about the festival itself and who your house band counterparts are going to be and the acts that you're going to be playing with.
2: Yeah, so this was pretty much the most exciting call I feel I had ever gotten. Of course, if someone asks to, you know, go to Italy for a festival uh, to play, you know, the drums, I I didn't even have to check. I mean, of course I did, but I mean, yes, I'm going, I, I'm available. So I am trying to remember everybody. Um, I don't want to forget. I'm playing for five artists and they're all, they're all very different. One of them does more R&B and soul with a, just a driving saxophone in all the recordings. Another one is more alternative rock. One gives me um kind of Ariana Grande vibes and it is um very much pop. So it's great that it's not country, 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 country. All these, you know, songs I had to learn. I had to learn um, almost 70 songs to, um, you know, back all these artists and, you know, fly back to, to Nashville. Because I was back home in Wisconsin at the time. And, you know, get all the rehearsals done. And, you know, that's that's just part of the job. But it was uh, it was very overwhelming. I'd never done something to that extent before. But I am playing for artists Jed Harrelson, Janessa Juarez, Lauren Freebird, CJ Fam, and Caitlin May, who is actually from Wales. So that'll be very cool. And then as the house band, Janessa is um, playing bass with us. And then Brianna Bollinger is lead guitar.
1: Okay, sounds good you've also been invited to make your Grand old Opry debut later this fall at the 2023 Josie Awards for Indie Music.
2: Yes. Yeah,
1: congratulations on that gig. Um, Thank you. Um, How how did you wind up getting that gig, and are you playing the drums for that, piano, both?
2: uh, I'm doing drum set for that. I was talking to you about this a little bit earlier. I just, I know that, God is throwing these opportunities my way. Of course, I'm prepared. I work hard. I'm doing the right things. But there's just no other explanation in my heart than, you know, He is leading me in this direction. So the Josie Awards are an independent music festival here in Nashville. And uh, it just happens to be hosted at the Grand Ole Opry this year. So I'm playing with Audie, A-U-T-I. She's an artist. And um, I guess, you know, my name had been tossed around amongst her and some of the players. And uh, I got the call for that as well. So um, I'm very blessed, very thankful. And uh, I'm just riding the wave.
1: Excellent. Now, you recently scored an endorsement from Peisty Symbols. You know, another congrats to you on that. Um, what led to the endorsement, and for those that don't know, what does an endorsement deal entail?
2: Sure, it's great because Peisty symbols were the first symbols that I had on my starter kit back when I had started um, playing drums. My parents had um, gifted me with the kit on my birthday, and those are just the symbols that I come with it. Uh, And it's great now, it's coming full circle, because I just absolutely love a ton of their symbol lines, that, you know, from the 2002s, the Signature Traditionals, and of course, the the Master Series, Um, I have a mixture of those in my shipment coming from them. But yeah, an endorsement deal, I suppose, has changed, uh, as well as sponsorships throughout the years. You know, a lot of my mentors, you know, from the 70s and 80s, um, it's definitely you know do your research to anyone who is i guess interested in hooking on with a company but i would just say play what you like to play i wouldn't equate endorsements to personal success now it's great if they're interested in you and wanting to be a part of the family and all that however i wouldn't solely do it for those intentions. Um, I love Pisces symbols. They're my favorites. Uh, I'm so very grateful that Kelly took a chance on me and uh, actually did get to meet her for the first time this year at NAM in Anaheim. It's always been a bucket list to, to go there as well. So it's, it's just been a very exciting year thus far. Uh, it was so funny because we were talking to her. I visited the booth and I had no idea she was going to you know ask but I was turning the leave and she you know tapped me on the shoulder and she said no more horsing around let's get you hooked on to the family so um she, she's just great and I guess endorsements themselves they can range from getting products at a discounted price perhaps if you have a social following you may need to make you know promotional videos that they can reshare on their stories Um, This could entail with, you know, tuning or demonstrating um, different cymbal sounds and lines. Um, But yeah, I suppose it would vary for each company.
1: Let's come back to Piano because I'd like to give a listen to your latest release, which is called Losing Light. Yes. Tell us a bit about how that one was composed.
2: Yeah, this one's a little bit more of the oddball compared to everything else I'd done. You know, back to your other question, you know, kind of, how do I compose? Am I in the zone? Um, I don't know what I was feeling, but it was definitely um, some more anger. And I was kind of suppressing it and kind of just letting it out at this time. And I remember I didn't even have any sort of intention to compose like one piece or a single or anything I just hit record on my um, Yamaha Clavinova, and it was essentially one take. Everything you hear was exactly what I did. I didn't cut or splice anything. I didn't change anything up. That is exactly what I did in that moment of time. And I remember hitting the end button. I thought, oh, my gosh, I have to release this. Like, what was that? And it was probably just a matter of, I mean, the track is less than three minutes, that was a first take, and very much different from everything else you know for where I had composed it and worked on it for a number of months and but yeah losing light it's it's much darker. I'd like to write even darker than that, but um you know, as you guys hear it in just a second here, it's kind of like you're climbing a hill and you can see the light you're you're almost at the end of the tunnel, but you kind of you know you keep you know what what does they say um Two steps forward, one step back kind of thing. And you mm-hmm. just can't quite get there. And um, it's very moody. And I'd love to continue pitching this for um, film and television opportunities. Because I definitely feel it would work well for Underscore after a dramatic scene, fight scene, um, loss of someone. Mm-hmm. So I hope you guys can see those visuals as you hear it.
1: Again, Jenna, that was simply beautiful. Do you have any other recordings in the works that will be released sometime in the near future?
2: Not so much the near future, but 2024, I'm definitely going to be throwing some more compositions, um, perhaps singles first. That worked well the last time I did that. I have about four compositions now for the third studio album.
1: And about how many are you going to aim to have on the album total?
2: I would like to have much more than usual. I haven't done anything longer than probably 16 to 18 minutes on the last two. So I'd like to shoot for something perhaps more like an LP, but the way things are going with, you know, adding strings and just kind of having these compositions be longer and longer, I may only need to have just a couple more to that, but um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: perhaps at least 10.
1: Okay. Wow. Now it's bucket list time. What are some of your dream gigs that you'd like to do? And who's on your short list of artists that you would like to work with?
2: Sure. Well, I suppose we can just throw the Grand Ole Opry on the dream gigs list. Never really expected that to happen this soon into, you know, moving here and, and, and meeting these people. So I'm I'm very blessed to um have been able to do that. I would love to be asked up to drum with the Foo Fighters at some point. I'd love to pay my respects to Taylor. I know that in the Foo Fighters' nature, um, they're my favorite band, by the way. Um, a lot of people know that. I do have their logo, um, tattooed high up on my um my arm there. So that's kind of how people, I suppose, could recognize me. Oh, there she is. There's the the FF. But I guess the biggest stadium that i can think of at the moment would be the wembley so that would be awesome for um maybe some day before my hair turns gray and i can't sit up straight anymore that would be a great goal
1: so playing with dave and the guys at wembley would be it
2: it would it would yep
1: (laughs) wonderful All right. Well, it's time to wrap this episode up. So before we do, where can people find you online, see you perform and pick up your releases?
2: Sure. I'm on Facebook. I have both the business account and also my personal uh, Jenna Kapitsky. You can look up Jenna Kapitsky music on Instagram. And then I'm also on YouTube at just Jenna Kapitsky. Or if you type in, you know Jenna Kapitsky cascade that will bring you to the video and the resulting channel.
1: Great. Thank you so much. And Jenna just thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk today. I certainly appreciate it. And Well, thank you. You're welcome. You know, we only scratched the surface of the musical powerhouse that you are and and I mean that sincerely. Yeah. Uh, so let's do this again sometime soon so that we can take a deeper dive into, say, your drumming specifically or your composition, okay?
2: Yeah, I would like that. Thanks, Rob.
1: Absolutely. All the best to you in Italy and at the Josies and all your musical ventures.
2: Yes. Nothing is impossible with God, they say.
1: Oh, I certainly agree with you, Jenna. Thank you again for being with us. Folks, my guest today has been pianist, drummer, and composer Jenna Kapitsky. I'll be back next Tuesday with a fresh show on tap with my guests Steve March-Torme and Michael Murphy. We'll be talking about a very special concert they have planned for mid-October. So long for now, and we'll see you next time we get into the music. Thank you for joining us
0: on this episode of Into the Music. Find us on Facebook... Instagram, YouTube, and odyssey.com. Drop us a line on our socials or email us at intothemusic at newprojectx.com. To support Into the Music. go to buymeacoffee.com slash intothemusic. Your support keeps the show going and is always greatly appreciated. This show is copyright 2023, Project X Productions. Join us next time we get into the music. God bless and take care, everybody.